0: But I'm going to put some thoughts in you tonight here. uh, Hebrews chapter 13. You know, the word thanksgiving itself means an expression of joy, it means to give thanks, it means to to have gratitude, and to uh, be a person that has thankfulness in them. And so, you know, tomorrow is more than turkey and pumpkin pie and games and football. You know, a lot of times there's, there's been polls that have been brought up, and they said, what's the, the things that you, to most people describe Thanksgiving is as? And that's what they say. Turkey and football and a nap. And we go back, and what do we do? And we eat again. We eat again. And, you know, I'm not saying I don't like those things, but, man, I think it's important that we be sure and tell God thank you. Thank you for the nation we live in. Man, I'm telling you, guys, you know, I don't know about you, but I thank God I'm not having missiles come at me tonight like the Israelis are. Hebrews 13, verse number 15. Therefore, by him, by Jesus, let us continually, one translation says, constantly, offer the sacrifice of praise to God. Now, you know why it's a sacrifice? Because it's going to take some effort. It's going to take some time. It's going, to cha- it's going to take a part of me that I'm going to say, Lord, I'm going to offer a sacrifice of praise. And I believe this, guys, with all my heart, that when we come in here, whether it's Sunday mornings, Wednesday nights, whenever, and we come with a heart of sacrifice, of praise, I'm going to tell you, guys, God moves. He moves in those situations. How do you know? Well, Psalms 22.3 says, God inhabits the praises of his people so you know what that tells me you know where god's at where praise is at you want to know what god's address is praise and when we begin to praise him it was just like tonight when we praise god man he begins to come in and he begins to hang out and so he likes it so we're told here guys to offer the sacrifice of praise how are we to do that that is the fruit of our lips Praise, guys, is is, uh, manifested by me speaking it out, me voicing it. And I believe it ought to be voiced with an excitement, with an energy, with a passion. And so he says here that we are to, to offer the sacrifice of praise. That is the fruit of our lips and giving thanks to his name and giving thanks. You know, I believe this, guys, this should be our wardrobe daily. I mean, when I wake in the morning, thank you, Father God, that I get another day of life. Thank you, Father God, your mercies are new today. Thank you, Father God, your grace is still sufficient on a daily basis, on a day, But how many of us, man, the first thing we do when we get up a lot of times, I'm still so tired. I'm hungry. Man, I'm telling you, something happens though, guys, when we praise the Lord. When we make an effort to do this. And so just as I put my clothes on daily, make praise a a part of your your daily uh, thankfulness. Let it just come out of your mouth. Now, go with me to the book of Psalm, the 100th Psalm. And we're going to read right there. And as we're returning there, I want to ask you a question right now that you need to answer yourself. What are you thankful for right now? What are you thankful for? I mean, we could have hundreds of descriptions right now. I'm thankful that I'm healthy. I'm thankful that I have a home. In Evan's case, he's thankful he's been married for three weeks. (laughs) Bless him. I mean, we all could just go around and go around. And so what are you thankful for today? Here's the second question I want to ask you. Have you voiced it to God? Have you told him? Man, it's not too late. I think it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Now, if you're at the hundredth Psalm, if you'll look at it, the title of it says A Psalm of Thanksgiving. Verse one, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all ye lands. Make a joyful shout. You know what that tells me, guys? My praise, and I realize there's times my worship and my praise can be very, very uh private. And a whisper to God, but I'm telling you, there's times we ought to shout. We ought to, we ought to shout like some of you will shout for the Cowboys tomorrow. We, I'm telling you, we ought to shout. I, I know, man, some of you when you watch football, I I know, Jeff, you and Lori, when Brandon would get ready to score a touchdown, you didn't stay up there and hold each other's hands and say, he's gonna score, honey. Look, no, you were spitting. Oh, God, And I think at times that's exactly what we got to do with a joyful heart. And he goes on to say, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Even when you sing like me, still do it. Come before Him with singing. I mean, blurt it out. Verse 3. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Now get this. I am to enter his gate, how? With thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. You know what thanksgiving is? It's a gate opener. When you come in with thanksgiving, I'm telling you the gates to the things of God begin to swing open. And he says, and into his courts with praise, admiration. You know, one of the, the, the uh, words, a Hebrew word for praise is Yada, Y-A-D-H. And you know what it means? To lift your hands. We don't lift our hands just, I'm t- this is an act of praise. When you raise your hands and begin to lift your voice, and to me, this is very liberating. I, I love to do this. I love just that, thank you, Father. You say, oh, Lord, I'm, you've been so good to me. Ooh, I thank you for your faithfulness. I, I thank you today, Father God. You never leave me nor forsake me. You're the God that never changes. This is expression of worship right here, of praise. If you've never done it, I encourage you to do it. I remember the first time I did it, man, it freaked me out. You know, I was in church when I'd see people do that. Maybe you've never been in a church where you saw people do that. I remember the first time I'd see people doing that. I mean, I'd check them out and look around. And the first time I ever did it, man, it was one of those pirate ones where you got one eye shut and you're kind of looking around, seeing who's watching you. Well, to be honest with you, most people aren't watching. They care less. But think of it this way. So what if they are? This is between me and God. Oh, my gosh, Goodness. I had this illustrated to me at Bible school. Think about this when your own children, and many of you have little ones in here right now. What does your child want to do when it wants to be held? That's what we're doing to Father God. Oh, 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 I get to come into my daddy's arms. Hallelujah. You see this right here? So he tells us here. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him. Be thankful to him and bless his name. An expression of my heart, voiced through my mouth and my hands. Verse 5. For the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. Now, the summons to praise and to bless God is found in these three valid reasons right here. Right here. Number one, the Lord is good. The Lord is good. Number two, his mercy is everlasting. Praise the Lord. I don't know about you, I'm glad his mercies are new every day. You know why? Because I used them all up yesterday. So you. And then look at the last one. I like this one. And his truth endures to all generations. That's every one of us in here. Every generation. Now go with me to one more passage. And I'm going to quit with this, maybe. Luke chapter 7. Luke chapter 7. I enter his gates with thanksgiving. And enter his courts with praise. And praise shall continue to be in my mouth. Oh, man, it's good. It's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. It's a good thing. Psalm 34, 1. His praise shall continue to be in my mouth. I want to end with this. And this is a passage that every time I read it, it speaks to my heart. Luke 7, verse 36. Then one of the Pharisees, Simon, asked Jesus to eat with him. And he went to the Pharisees' house and he sat down to eat. And behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner. Now, the new international version says she lived a sinful life. The amplified version says she was an especially wicked sinner. Now, when I read this and says she was a sinner, this was how she was viewed. This, this was her reputation by people, by the society that she lived around. And when you read this right here, that she was a sinner, really that defines every one of us. Every one of us, guys. But this woman was a sinner. Keep reading here. And when she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil. And she stood at his feet, behind him weeping, and she began to wash his feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair of her head, and she kissed his feet and anointed them with fragrant oil. Now, when I look at this, this is extravagant worship. This is extravagant uh, gratitude, extravagant uh, honor to me. And when I look what she did, it, it shows me right here that she didn't care what anybody thought. It didn't move her that people saw what she was doing. And I believe her, her worship and her praise was so extravagant. Because number one, she knew of all the terrible things she had done in her life. We can all relate to that. But number two, is she knew that Jesus had forgiven her and it was expression just to love her. Now I I really want you to get this picture in your mind of this woman. I mean she goes into this guy's home and it's it's pretty clear he had some things, possessions and wealth. She probably didn't have much. And so when I look at it again in verse 38, she stood at his feet behind him. To me that the, the feet there was symbolic of You're up here, Jesus. I I exalt you. I honor you. And then she says says this that she began to weep and she began to wash his feet with her tears. Now I want you to think about that a second. Because to wipe his feet with her tears, that, guys, that wasn't just a few. That was a gusher. Can you imagine the tears? Because those guys' feet in those days, all they had was sandals. And you could imagine how dirty their feet was. But here she begins to cry so hard and it's so good. She can wash them. And then she takes her hair and begins to wipe his feet. And she begins to kiss his feet. And I want you to note in there, Jesus allowed her to do it. He allowed her to do it. That he loves to be thanked. He loves to be praised. He loves to be honored. Now, sometimes when we have that much praise and that much honor, it bothers people. Keep reading with me. Verse 39. Now when the Pharisee who had invited Jesus saw this, he spoke to himself, saying, This man Jesus, if he were a prophet, or if he really was a prophet, he would know who and what manner of this woman is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. Sinner. Now, when I read this, it's very clear that what this woman did, it ticked him off. He didn't like it. And, and here he says, she's a sinner. If Jesus is really who he says he is, he should know this. But in, in actuality, when you study the scriptures, actually 1 Timothy 1.15, it says that Jesus came... For the sinners. He said, I didn't come for those who were well. I came for those who were sick. I'm telling you guys, when we see people that that love God and praise God and thank Him for what He's done. Man, it ought to be a celebration. We shouldn't ever get upset about this. So Jesus picks up on this. And in verse 40, Jesus answered. And said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. So he said, teacher, say it. There was a certain creditor who had two debtors. One owed 500 dinars and the other 50. Now Jesus is saying this to him and you know what he's saying? He's saying, Simon, I know she's a sinner. And her sins amount to about 500 dollars. But yours amount to about 50. Even as perfect as you think you are, buddy. Keep reading in verse 42. And when they, and I highlight the word they, whether it's 50 or 500, it don't make no difference to Jesus. And when they had nothing which to repay, he freely forgave who? Them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him more? And so right here, he's saying, regardless of the amount of sin, I've paid it. Just rejoice, just be thankful in this. And he asked that question. Therefore, which of them will I will love him more? And Simon answered and said, I suppose. Jesus does a lot better than with this stuff than I did, because when the guy said, "I suppose," I'd probably slung him around. And so, you suppose? I suppose the one whom he forgave more, and he said to him, "You have rightly judged." And so, right here, Jesus is telling him; he's explaining to him the reason this woman uh, had such an extravagant praise and worship. Is because what she had been forgiven of. See, when forgiveness is minimal, gratitude is minimal. Verse forty-four. Then he turned to Simon. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, "Do you see this woman? I entered your house, and you gave me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with the tears and wiped them with her on her head." She gave me, or you gave me no kiss, but this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Therefore I say to you, her sins which are many are forgiven, for she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. Then he said to her, your sins are forgiven. Every time I read this, and it moves me. And I don't know where you are with sins in your life. I do know this. Every one of us have sinned. But in my own life, ooh, I, I had a lot of sin, guys. And I had a multitude of sin. And I thank God tonight. I thank God He's forgiven me. He, not only has He forgiven me, He set me free. Not only has he he set me free, my identity is now in him. Once again, guys, understand this. Salvation is not about just an eternal destination called heaven. Salvation is your identity right now. That that old man is gone in his eyes. Thank the Lord. (laughs) Thank God. And so each one of us, we got a lot to be thankful for tonight. The biggest thing is Jesus paid the price for every one of us. I don't know about you, I, I am grateful. I'm grateful. All right, guys, come on back up here. Praise and worship team. Everyone come back up here.